0: from her love.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Back Porch Conja. I am Efi Abeo. First off, it's still time to get your tickets for the Detroit Hoodoo Fest. May 22nd and the 21st. 21st and the 22nd. Saturday, Sunday. You have a powerful lineup that's going to be on there. Hosted by a great sister, Yvette, the Motown Witch, where you get to learn. And guess what? She added on. If you're not comfortable flying, if you know, hey, I, I don't have that coin, but I can enjoy it from my living room, my bedroom, my kitchen, you can see and participate in the classes right on Zoom. That's amazing. That right there is amazing. I love when people do that. I do. Because it gives people that can't travel or may have children or, you know, finances may not be that great to get a ticket, a hotel room, and they can do it from home. I am excited. So, you can go over to the Detroit Hoodoo Fest or Yvette Wyatt and get your ticket. Still time. Still time. And you're going to see me. How you doing? How you doing? Okay, let me greet. Grab a seat, copper squat, get a chair, pillow hell, sit right here on the stoop and enjoy. Or you can sit on the pillow or stand. <laughs> get you something cold to drink, something hot, some water, some juice, some coffee. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. This message today, I was fighting with it. I was supposed to do it on Monday, then turn around and do it on Wednesday. Just couldn't, couldn't get it out for the fear of folks getting in their panties, putting their panties in a bunch, feeling some kind of way. But the truth of the matter is has to be said. And hell, I don't mind saying it. And I know you may have heard it maybe a thousand times. But we sure don't imply it to our lives. (laughs) Everyone can't go with you. I know we want to bring family, friends, cousins, kissing cousins, mates, partners, baby daddies, baby mamas, best friends. We want to take them. But the truth of the matter, they can't go. If the vision, the gift, all of that was given, it was given to you. Wasn't given as a conference call. God don't do conference calls. And yes, it saddens me to say, folks will dog you out. Folks will torment you. Folks will use you. Still, everybody can't go. We try. Oh, we try. We want to turn our partners, our baby daddies, Baby mamas, we we wanna say, well, dog, help me, you know, be on my team, and we can we can make this go viral, man. I put up a post that said, if you only have a hundred dollar vision, you can have a million dollars and only buy a hundred dollars worth of shit. Folks have ceilings on their dreams and their visions. Some people. Don't see themselves going nowhere. Some people. Only want to go to the corner. They don't care what's around it. They don't care. And those are the people that will complain. Oh man. You know one day. I'm a one day. I'm a one day. And you look around. It's 10 years. And still they saying. One day. That day ain't coming. But you know. We get guilty. And through my journey of life. We always say there's a fear of failure, but there's also a fear of success. It is You can get right there at the door and all you got to do is turn the knob. Some people stop, cry, and turn back and go to what's comfortable. They ain't trying to go nowhere. Fear. How can I maintain it? Oh my God, I got this. How can I maintain it? i pinch off of it. When I say a million dollars, they only got a hundred dollars. They can't see themselves doing anything other than. You know how many readers I see that they're still readers? <laughs> they're still readers. I've seen people that I started with. That when I first started, they were readers. And they still are those same readers charging the same $10. And you said, man, you know, you could have did so much more. No, I'm comfortable. I don't want to go out there and do that. And they're happy with it. But they'll complain. You know, nobody don't want to get my services. Well, because you're paying $10. That's your worth? No, no, I've been doing this for years. Well, that door could have brought you to be an author. Could have been a playwright. Could have been, I mean, so many things. A designer. Could have started creating your own tarot deck, your line of tarot. You could have opened up your own publishing company. It is a plethora of things you could have done. But fear of success is real. I still see these same Readers still doing the same thing. I still see them where well, you know one thing that stops them. They get a man and, or a woman, and that's it. That's all. Reading and everything else will go out of the light until they get broke or they get broken up with, and then they come back and just start the same cycle all over again. <laughs> but that's not this conversation. We have a fear of success. We believe that we have to take everybody with us, not knowing. Let me tell you, uh, I took my partner, right? My ex, I said, you know, uh, you wanna go with me? I'm gonna have to go out on the road and um, get these, you know, start teaching and stuff. He said, yeah. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. Real talk. Embarrassing. And in competition. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm sitting in a hotel like, yo, we're not in competition. I do what I do. You do what you do. Not once do I jump on to your things. I ask, how can I support you in making whatever it is you want to do? Now, mind you, He loved fishing. That's his passion. He loved fishing. And I'm like, yo, you can open up a fishing shop or you can teach people how to fish and, you know, find different spots. Like, it's so many things that we can do with this, right? So I went, because I'm an Aries and, you know, I'm aggressive and I'm an entrepreneur. So I want to help you, right? But the problem is... Everybody can't go with you. So, but I had to learn that. So I go over downtown City Hall, get him that license, you know, the documents to get his company licensed, because we do things right. And now we're looking for spots, a little small spot, nothing big, you know, with a bathroom in it, something where he can hang things in it for fishing poles and stuff, because There was no really black person that was really teaching it. I mean, you have the black boats that take people out to go and fish, but there's no one to really answer the questions, debate and tackle, and what kind of fishing pole and good spots to go to. Like, he been doing this. So I'm like, yo, let's take it a step further where, oh, amazing. So I'm, I'm doing all the footwork. And we go, you know, we go down, and I'm teaching and stuff. And he's like, he asked a question while we was at the hotel. You know, we had a real conversation. He asked a question. Well, why don't you stick with cards? I said, cards is what got my foot in the door. But once you're in the room, you got to evolve. You can't stay the same. I said, now, I know fishing has gotten you so many places. Believe it or not, that... Yo, fishing, people take that, like, serious. And the only place they can go is to the bath shop or, you know, things like that, or Walmart. Nobody's really answering questions. they just tell you, oh, you got to go online and Google. So here it is, you have a plethora of information. You can really expand on this. Once again, if you have a $100 vision and someone offer you a million dollars, You're going to buy $100 worth of stuff. (laughs) So, I get all the stuff, and I'm waiting. A week went by. I said, well, maybe he's, you know, it wasn't about the funds because he had it. So I'm like, maybe he needs to wrap himself around. I I remember when I first started, you know, it only took me 24 hours, real talk. But for some people, you know, they have their own way of processing things. So I gave him that week. Now two weeks went by. Now three weeks went by. Now we're into a month. I said, hey, I'm looking at the paper in the back seat. I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? Uh, I'm going to get around to it. Then we go out to Bass shop because a lady and her daughter came to him about fishing. And he was like, you know, you give me money, I'll go pick it up. So he said, I'll get you some good deals and stuff. So we in bath shops and he's, you know, getting her daughter a pole, you know, um, he's getting her a pole and all the little beginner's things for her to do and stuff. And he wrote down the different places she can go Spots, you know what times is a good time. Like you know, he's a walking encyclopedia when it comes to fishing. So while we was away on my trip, I brought it up, and he said, "I don't want to do that." And I said, "Oh, okay." I said, "You know, like no is no. I, I don't force nobody to do stuff if they're not ready." I said, "But you know, just to add this." People come to you for information about fishing and things like that. And you have all this information. Why you are not doing it? You know, like you can open up a little shop and everything. Uh, Nah, because people are not going to come. I said, I hung around you for a month. And within that month, 10 people, no lie, y'all. 10 people came and asked him about fishing. You could have threw a class. You could, you know, sell these things and they can come to you. Right? So it's evolving. Nah. Nah. So I left it alone. We came back to New York and stuff. And we're sitting around. I tell you no lie. We're sitting around his friends, right? I met him out there. He's sitting around his friends. And this is the conversation they had. He said, man yo, you really should open up a shop and, um, you know, start doing fishing stuff, man, because you know all this. I know, right? So I ain't saying nothing. I'm sitting here listening, acting like I'm not. I'm listening, but I'm acting like I'm not. He said, yeah, man, I should. I should open up a shop and stuff, you know, because people do come to me, and that shit is fucked up. Like, yo, I be wanting money and stuff, and you know, yeah, I be taking people out to go fishing and stuff, and, you know, bad people come to me, so I'm waiting for that part to click in, you know, because all his friends and all of them are like, yeah, man, yo, that'd be a good look, like, yo, it could be, you know, saying his name and saying he could do this, he was like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, right, man, you know, like, yo, so his homeboy was like, yo, I seen in the back of your car, man, you got the paperwork. Like, yo, you can go down there. Yeah, yeah, I know, man. And I, yo, you think people are going to come? It was like, man, we sit here. People walk up to you and ask you and stuff. Like, he said, yeah, nah, nah, because what if I fail? And so then it hit me like, wow, when it was brought, to me to say, hey, you want to go out and start teaching? Not once did I think that I would fail. No, I may not perfect everything, but the part that I do do, yeah, and I'm constantly growing. I leave room enough so people can point to me, and I point to others. But not once did I think now everybody else around me might have thought, "Oh wow, you shouldn't do that. You might fail, all of that." But not once in me did I think that I would fail. Not once. Nah. I bust my ass because the opportunity presented itself, and I never forget that that Eminem song, "Live for the Moment." I was like, "Yo, I'm going." I'm going, I was in a fucked up position, homeless, Uh, I was making some money, I did an all out sale, the whole thing to get the tickets, I went down there with $10, but they fed me and they took care of me, but I had $10 to my name, I didn't care about nothing else, nothing else, it was that moment, the opportunity, I was brought to the door And they said, hey, I can bring you to the door. It's up to you to get in the room. I knocked the fucking wall, the door, the building, everything down. To make sure I can get in there. So here it is. This person has the means, the money, the knowledge, and the opportunity. And when they got there, they turned around and said, nah. To this day, this dude still sits outside. Talks about fishing. And people always... Yo, you should open up a shop. Yo, you should. Nah, nah, that's not me. A million dollars, but a hundred dollar mentality. It saddens, but okay. Not everybody can go with you. You can't take anybody with you. I had a, a sister a friend when I started. I said, yo, I'm going to start this company. I said, now, the first thing I got to do is write some books. And she said, oh, I can edit it and I can type it up. I said, great. I said, well, I don't have the money to give you, but I believe in bartering. So whenever you need a reading, you know, whatever, I got you. For you, you're doing the work. Okay. She had the book for a month. Now, every day she would call me. Then she started Oh, can you read my mother? Can you read my sister? My good girlfriend. So, you know, I'm like, okay, that wasn't the deal. But, okay. She's like, yeah, I got the sheets. Don't worry about it. So now I have a sponsor, right? That's hard to get. When people want to sponsor you, he said, let me see a draft of what you're writing. And we can go from there. So now I'm calling her. I'm like, yo, I need to have you know, what you got. Oh, because now she kept on telling me every time one of her friends need a reading, she's telling me, no, I got everything. All I got to do, I'm waiting on you. So now I'm like, okay, we in. Because in my mind, she got everything, right? Stand on your word. You my girl. We get ready to blow up. You managing my stuff. Like, okay. I said, yo, the sponsor's coming here at 3 o'clock. I need you here at 10. Three o'clock, so we can see what we got. You saying you printed up everything. She was like, okay, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. I didn't see this girl until 2.30. And when she came, she had the same papers I gave her and printed out one of them. I emailed her. She had the same thing. And what I gave her in paper form, I said, because some people can't, you know, they may not have a printer or whatever. So I gave her the book in paper form. I gave her a copy. And then I gave, you know, I emailed it. She printed out the same thing. She was like, here, with an attitude. So I'm like, yo, you know, what's up? Like, this is the same thing I gave you, ma. The, the sponsor is coming, and he just needs to see, it. and you told me you did it. Oh well, I was busy. I said, "Hold on, because I'm confused. Because you know, I'm I'm bringing you, and we we are going to take the world by storm. Now, the last that we had this conversation, you said you finished everything. When I read your homegirl, your mother, your cousin, your good good girlfriend, your somebody you met, like I'm reading all these people, and you're telling me you have everything done. You was just waiting on me." And in reality, you didn't have anything. Oh, well, it's, here it is. This is why I don't deal with people. Then she went to the shop next to mine and started dogging me out. Now I have to think, the sponsor's coming. Do I call him and will him waste his time because I don't have it and look retarded? Or do I beat the shit out of her? Real talk. These was my challenges. And while I'm sitting there, and she's dogging me out, I'm changing all the passwords to everything. Because I gave her access to everything. I'm sitting there changing everything. Everything. Everything I'm changing. Everything. While she's sitting there talking, I'm sitting there changing everything. Everything. That's why I love smartphones. So then I called the sponsor. I said, listen, I'm not here to make excuses. I don't have it. I don't want to waste your time. And he was like, thank you. Thank you so much for being honest. He was like, you know... Um, He said, but now I'm curious as to why. I said, well, the person I had on my team, he said, you should choose a better team. I said, you're right. I said, for now, I'm just going to go solo. And she's standing there. She's still talking. She's still popping junk. And I walked up to her and I said, if I hit you, you'll call the police. And I have too much to lose. I said, but you're the type of person that you... Play like you're somebody, and you're really nobody. I stood behind the curtain. Too bad I didn't want to look sooner. I said, but respect to you. And I walked away. So the people, she was sitting there dogging, dogging me out. They started walking away from her, right? Because they all knew. They were they were there when this this came about. Now, it was one person. I give it to Sharon. She was like, mm. And I was like, what? She said, uh, I, I don't feel right. But, you know, I still was like, no, you know, I want to give her a shot because, you know, we friends. Everybody can't go. If you have a hundred dollar vision and someone gives you a million dollars, you're going to spend a hundred dollars worth of stuff for a million ways. Everybody can't go. I met a young brother. He had an opportunity to work and do music. He was working at Old Navy. He quit, Old Navy. And he told his friends, yo y'all, come with me. They said, no, you're gonna fail. He kept on, kept on. Begging him, begging him, begging him. Now he's a, you know, underground artist. He okay. He's not, he, he's still working, trying to get, he was on a few shows, right, singing. He opened up for a few people. Now these friends that were that he was really begging to come with him. Nah, now they want to be his friend. He got a whole new set of friends, a whole new different vibe. But he tried to bring one of his day ones with him. And he took him down south. And all he wanted to do was find people to fuck and get drunk when you should be in the studio, right? Because studio time is expensive. So if someone is letting you ride on their coattail from their record company and they say, yo, listen, three times out of the week at this time, You can have three hours to create, to do. The engineer's right here. Everybody's going to help you. But these are your time slots. Don't miss a time slot if you're really serious about this. So this kid was serious. He was hungry. So he brought his friend because he's like, yo, he's making music too. And, you know, we can blow up together. Well, when the friend got down there, the friend wanted to party, get drunk, go chase girls. Now, you partying. You ain't gonna get up. Excuse me. Um, excuse me, and go and do work. You got a hangover. You're not mentally prepared. You ain't creative really just yet. And like you wasting time. We only got what two, three hours. That shit go by quick. It's like being in the mall with you in the studio. You don't see no clocks. Before you look up, you're like, damn, I ain't even really do nothing. So you're on a time crunch here. It's all about business. It ain't you on the phone arguing with your girl or you showing FaceTime, doing TikTok show. We in the studio. This is how we live. No, we in the studio to work. We can do all that shit after. The friend got mad. The friend got mad. And started bringing people. And people get mad. Like, yeah, you know, we in the studio. This is what we doing, nigga. You the invited one. This was my gig. And they both wind up losing out because of the company. See, we wanna try to help our friends, but if your friend is not ready and they don't want to go that route, can't force them. <laughs> Once again. Everybody can't go with you. But we try. We try. And in the process, we wind up hurting ourselves. I was always told, you know, stop bringing people. Worry about you. And I'm like, nah, you know, people want to do what I do. And, you know, it's cool. And I'm not going to lie. There's something that you got to look for. And shout out to even Professor Porterfield for just seeing that, right? And everybody that he saw, something in they all doing well. I will say that I'm not gonna lie about that. They doing well. He ain't have them with no crazy stuff, and yeah, nah, they doing they doing well. So he got a good eye. He really do. Not gonna lie. So here I am thinking, well, you know, because how it was presented to me is, you know, you get out there, you do, and let your work speak for yourself. It ain't no jam session. You don't need to come out listening to pop smoke. What the fuck? This ain't no this ain't no jam session. This ain't ghetto. Like you around these people. That believe in you and they're investing money in you. They're they're going by your word. They're watching you. You can't be arguing, calling people bitches and all of that. But you have those people because, once again, if you only got a hundred dollar mentality, you ain't even going to know what to do with a thousand. We all want to help everybody. But I learned. On this journey. Sit back and see how they helping themselves first. And when they start. and Start being consistent. Then you know. Let me tell you the only one I really hype up. That I seen. From the consistency. His name is Prince Elias. Prince Elias would get up. 6 a.m. and read cards. Roll his bunt. And read cards. Every morning. And he'll be offline about 4 or 5 o'clock. Get back on in the morning. My first instinct was, who the fuck is up at 6 a.m. Wanting to read him? I seen this dude go from 5 people to 2, 3K. 4K. I was like, yo, consistency. Now, when I seen him, when he first came, he first came out, and we met them in New Orleans. He had a posse. He had a whole crew that was with him. He did. He had a whole crew. He had a vision. He had a dream. He, this was his passion. He was knocking on doors and a lot of people didn't let him in. One, because he was black. Two, he was a gay dude. So they were like, no. And then a lot of people saw him as competition. Real talk. So they wouldn't let him in. So instead of him giving up or jumping ship like a few of the people I saw him when he started, he kept going. He didn't take no for an answer. He said, fuck y'all, I built my own table. If I built my own table was a person, it'd be him. I always say that, right? So he kept on. When people would get on his live and his comments, they'd try to come for him. He didn't give a fuck. he will curse you out. Be like, yo, I'm on my page, which he had every right. He's on his page doing his thing. You came across his live. He's reading. He's doing what he needs to do. Why are you over here in my yard? So I loved him for that. But I also love the fact that he had all these people. And where all these people fell off. And I know it might have been times where he was sitting there telling them, come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. We can do this. We can do this. Now, they'll tell you. Well, life. Life got in the way. Because a few of the people that used to run with him, now they're resurfacing. Because they fell off. Like, we can not see them. Right? So, okay. Now they're resurfacing. But i watched this brother instead of, oh, y'all, y'all can't go? All you all right. <laughs> see you later. And he kept going. Now he has his own store. He's a great expand. He opened up another store. He wrote a spell book. Beautiful Beautiful, written, and made. He, he wrote a spell book. He continues. He's at the place if he wants to read, he can, but he don't have to. And he's evolving. He started off with reading cards online. Now he has a shop. Now he's writing a book. Now he's great to go out on tour. Like, I, I love the fact of the evolution that he's doing. But he had a team. And he tried to take all those people with him. But I also noticed when you try to take these people that you grew up with or that you're and all of that, sometimes they'll sabotage you. They'll be the weakest link. So when I started reading cards in Atlanta, I gained a little momentum. In Atlanta. I did, not even gonna lie. Getting a little momentum. Like people was notice me. I'll go places and they'll be like, hey. They used to call me Mama Journey back then. That's Mama J, that's Mama J. Well, the dude that I was talking to, he was <laughs> he would people would come to him and be like, yo, you know, ask her, can she read me today? And he was like yeah, okay. To where they started talking to him. They was going on dates. And let me tell you, I still had my regular job because even though I gained a little momentum, the money wasn't matching up. I still had rent and stuff to pay. So I was at my son's store, Love Two, and he had left with my bag in his in his van. In the van. And um I grabbed, you know, the girl that was standing there, and I had her phone, and I was like, damn, I said, yo, let me use your phone, because my bag is in there, and when I went to hit his number, it already came up, and I said, I'll ask you later, um, yo, player, right, first I let it ring, I'm not even gonna lie, I let it ring, and he was like, yo, you can't talk to me now, she's right there, I said, no, bring my bag back, my bag is in your van, and he said, oh, I know at that moment, he wanted to just disappear. But he had to bring my bag back because the keys was in there for the store. So, he brought the bag back. And he said, come outside and get it. I said, no, bring it inside. He said, nah, you're not going to embarrass me. I said, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm at work. Right? So, I don't play that. My money? Nah. So... (laughs) The girl looked, she was like, you're going to fire me? No, my love, not at all. But I want you to be happy. I knew then, we, go, we will always be friends. That's always going to be my dog, right? Real talk. But I knew then that that was over. I knew that was over. And the sad part was I was trying to bring him with me. Like, yo, I I do the card thing. Yo, you do your thing. And we can we can really get paid. It wasn't. It wasn't that. It wasn't that. And I was like, yo, you can drive me around. Because I don't drive. You can drive me around. And my father, yeah, my yacht, because she took it away from me when I was getting initiated. It was like, yo, you can't drive. I said, oh, y'all really know that already? Damn, y'all good. He was like, no, no, no. Because it, it, it fit. If everybody that hears it, they be like, yeah, yeah, I believe in it now. Like, yeah. So, but anyway, I was trying to take him with me, trying to build a brand and stuff. And he was trying to get coochie from every woman that was trying to get access to me. And I'm like, wow. And then when it came out, it was like three girls that was there at the job that he was trying to holler at. Um, but they was, they was only going to give him something. Or they was like, Ask a, you know, my man and my baby daddy coming back. Or, they wanted information. He wanted ass. Real talk. So then when they found out that I knew, two of them quit. I'm not even going to lie. They quit. Because even at the job, when they used to be like, "Oh, can you tell?" No, baby, we at work. This is my job to pay my bills. Like we're not doing that. Oh, oh, okay. Like they were requests. Real talk, they were requests. Can I work with her? Oh my god! Oh my god! Everybody talks about you, and I was like, "For real? Why?" (laughs) No, I'm just saying, you know, because I know what you do. But what I do, girl, I rob banks. What? You know, because I'm sitting here joking and laughing. They're like, "No, you read cards, girl." Okay, all right, yeah, I'm wondering. Can you? My day's off, and you'll schedule an appointment. But we're not talking about that here. Here, I work for John Cornetta. This is my job. So nah. And they would get mad, but when they found out that I knew what was going on, two of them quit. They was like, "Mm, nah, no. No, because she's going to do something to me. Girl, I ain't going to do anything to you. I don't give a fuck. You're not going to get no access to me, you know, unless you pay for a reading. I don't care who you sleep with. If you want a reading, this is the times I'm off, and this is how much it is. So, yeah. But they had the good sense that God gave them. But him, on the other hand, yeah, yeah. And believe it or not, I made money off of him. I really did. From his, you know... I always say when when people try to hurt you, dog you, they meant it to destroy you. But God has a funny way of showing what you might have meant to destroy them. Became their very blessing. And it did. It became my very blessing. So I'm grateful for that. But anyway, not everybody can go with you. Not everybody. Not everybody. And some people have a ceiling on them. So I was watching this show. I'm not going to say name because I don't want to give y'all the spoiler alert for those that didn't watch it. This young man was really trying to create a better lifestyle for himself. And he was trying to bring his friends. Friends was ghetto as fuck. Ghetto is not the word. Here He went out to get a suit. And some shoes. They walking up with sneakers and jeans. And he's like, yo, we going to a business meeting. Okay, and they, he, he tells them, we're going in here. You know, you shake everybody saying We're here to do business. Man, they talking about fucking the lady, the man, husband, wife. Um, they all in the food and stuff. One dude was in the kitchen and the refrigerator. He's like, oh, yo, you know. And the guy that was doing business with him. He said, before they left, he said, give me some days to think about it. He said, because I like your proposal. I just don't like the company you keep. He said, get rid of them and you'll go far. Sad part is he didn't get rid of them. He went as far as he could, but he didn't get rid of them. Do you know, I had my people around me, right? They wasn't a part of my company, but I was trying to bring them in. And to have a person tell you that is the worst thing you would ever want to hear. I'm telling y'all. Where I was going to host an event, and they said, wait, you with her? And I was like, yeah, yeah. And they was like, well, we have to, you know, no, no offense. We don't mess with her. And I said, huh? I said, nah, she's really nice. Mm -mm, Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, sorry. We don't mess with her. So, you know, at this time, we we are not going to have you host our event, but thank you. And I was like, wow. I was a little hurt, right? But then I heard my mother voice in my head. People will judge you by the company you keep. Real talk. Everybody can't go with you. So then, as it started, a lot of invitations started getting taken back. Right? For real. And then one person said, We only accepted her because of you. That's it. And I was so shocked. I was. I was so shocked. Then I had to take a step back. I did. I had to take a step back. Because if you're only around those same people, Les Brown said it, Sidney Poitier said it, Ebay, Harry Belafonte said it, and T.D. Jakes said it. If you're the smartest person in the group, it's time for a new group. How do you learn if you're constantly just around these same people? This same group of people. Oh, these are my friends. That's true. But where you're going outside. I don't want to look around 30 years later and I've never done anything. I've only done with these people. These same people. And the sad part is you talk shit about each other. Y'all dog each other out. Y'all, you know, but no one's going nowhere else. Y'all just around the same energy. And nah. I wasn't born for that. I like to go out. I like to see. I like to discover. I like to be a part of. I like to learn. So, I always say, Alofi, which is our name for God, or Ulo um, put me out here in the mountains so I can regenerate, recoup, and I recoup and understand my, my, my journey. But in the process of getting my health and everything together. And to let me honestly know everybody can't go with me. Because sometimes they'll remove you. Not as punishment. Not as, oh wow, you know, you're not supposed to be doing that. No. For you to see this is where I'm taking you. And those people can't go with you. Respect them, okay, hey, but they can't go with you. I didn't call a conference. I didn't call for a crew. I called you. You're the one. I ain't call all those people. So I have to remove you, stop everything, and put you where I need to put you. So you can start focusing on the things that you were destined to do and stop getting sidetracked. Because, see, I was the type of person that, I would get break bread with everybody and I would give to them not to have them like me. I didn't give a fuck, but yo, you know, cause I want you to see so we can do this together. <laughs> and once again, when you have a hundred dollar mentality, that's all, you know, when someone comes to me and go, Oh my God, what should I pay? What should I charge? You know, how, how long should I do? Just your gift. How much do you see a gift as? It's your work. Now you can run around and tell everybody how spiritual you are and all of that. That's great. It's by the fruit and the things you're producing. That's how I see it. That's how the world see it. But if you constantly grab these people and keep handing them. They don't fall in love with the vision or your heart or the sacrifice. They fall in love with your hand. As long as you giving, you good. When you don't give no more, that's it. So, and that was another thing. Now the friend is saying, listen, yo, I'm going to start cutting y'all out because, you know, this brand, this vision. And they went behind his back and sold him out. Talked about him bad. Dogged him out. And I said, wow, I know that too fucking well. Yo, the vision is, I'm telling you, I'm showing you. um, Shit, some people had to hold their hand. This is what you say. This is what you wear. No, this is what you ask. Okay, this is what you do. But you know, it took an enemy of mine. Real talk. An enemy of mine, a dude. I don't know why this dude hated me, but I don't give a fuck. He hit me up, he got my video on his page, he hit me up. He said, you were the writer. <laughs> and I was laughing. Believe it or not, my video is on a lot of people's pages. When I saw on TikTok, a lot, a lot of videos that I did, back then when I first moved up here, is on people's pages. And I was, I was shocked. But one of them hit me up and was like, you were the writer. You were the writer. He said, because they don't do it no more. And I was like, wow. He said, you do it. They don't do it. He said, so I, I knew who was the one. He said, but when did you learn that everybody can't go with you? I said, two years ago. He said, wow, happy you learned it now. I I did. I learned it two years ago when I moved up here. I learned it two years ago. That Because I was trying to bring everybody with me. Everybody. You know, believe it or not, De Santos, Egon, they all said the same thing. They said, listen, when you get initiated, you can't invite people. Can't tell people. And I kept on saying, I want to tell everybody, oh, my God. But it was true. Because no one wanted to see me at the finish line. Oh, everybody said, you know, because I'm bringing them. Like, oh, my God, come on, come on. Oh, they're having to draw me. Come with me. Oh, no, no. And the, the saddest part, after I come back, you know, I'm happy. I'm, I'm cloud nine. So what happened? Well, why didn't you come? Oh, no, I don't believe in that. But then you'll see all over the page. Risha, love me Oh, one day. I'm going to be crowned one day. Why are you not going to get familiar with it? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. I would say, yo, they having uh, teaching or training at the Caribbean Culture Center. They having a lecture. Come on. I remember I took a, a guy friend with me. And I, I was shocked when the elders said, oh. You, oh, you're E5, baby, We watch your video. You just courage too much. I said, well, blame me, L." But thank you. Thank you. Uh, at least I know. And it was like, no, what you say is right. Like, it should be said. Thank you for saying it. Keep doing it. And I was like, wow, thank you. That was an honor for me. My friend that's not in no religion goes, well, I made some videos, too, and I be encouraging people. We all turned around and looked and was like, huh? Like, where, where did you pull that out of a hat from? I didn't, I didn't tell these people to say these things about me, but I'm a receiver. I'm grateful. But, okay. So, when I sat next to them and we went to go to Starbucks afterwards, I was like, you know, I'm not your competition, right? Oh, I'm just saying, you know, they, they, they watching you. I don't understand why they don't watch my video. Is your page open or private? Oh, it's private. I can't be dealing with people. So how the fuck are they supposed to watch your page? I'm just saying, you know. And I was like, oh, okay. That was my last time hanging out with that person, believe it or not. Real talk. It's just really, it's really, really sad. But we don't, we don't ever want to acknowledge that everybody can't go with us. Because we, we believe that, oh, Sharon is caring, and, you know, we, we rise by lifting others. But what they don't tell you, or what you forget to read in the fine print, it's easy to lift a couch with two people that are willing to lift a couch. Hard like a motherfucker to try to lift everybody, and nobody wants to go. Because the saddest words, or the most har- harsh and honest words is, I never asked for your help. And technically, they didn't. Because if they want it, they would be out there getting it themselves. People, What's important to people, people will make a way to get it, acknowledge it, acquire it. What's not important, they're going to sit there and watch it <laughs> flow by. They may complain, oh my God, nobody's doing this or nobody's helping me. Because you're not helping yourself. You want me to go out and get the paperwork, file it, get your company, start doing all of this, all of this. And be consistent. Every day, I'm doing my stuff and your stuff. But when it comes to getting paid, you're not sharing your money with me. You making sure you, oh yeah, look what I'm getting. Look at so I stopped. I stopped with a lot of people. I stopped. Because not everybody can go with you. Now, yeah, I was like, yo, I love Sundays Best. I love supporting new readers. But let me explain something that I found out. That folks doing i was doing more harm than good real talk that's why i stopped doing sunday's best i am promoting some of these people and thinking while they're they're doing readings and things like that for people and in reality someone was taking these people money and not even helping them or start cursing them out like i told you what the fuck to do who wait what so it was a few people i was like yo nah So instead of, I said, you know, if a reader wants help, they'll hit me up and I'll be happy to make, you know, amends and stuff. And folks started getting in their feelings. Or they'll they'll drop out and be like, you know, no, someone said, no, ain't nobody say nothing. Show me, show me the receipts. No, because I don't know. If you could tell me half of the conversation, then tell me the whole thing. No, I don't want to start mess. Well, you started mess when you told me someone said So, then I started noticing, and people talk. People love to talk. So, I I gave them receipts. Yo, this person said you did this to them too. This person said, oh, that's why I don't bother with people. Stop, because you're scamming people. I can't stand people that want to, oh, I want to come with you. I want to do this. I want to do that. And you're only doing it for your selfish gain. Nah, nah. Uh, No. If you can't help them, don't hurt them. Send them to somebody that can And no, I can't do all. And yeah, listen, even scammers have a place at the table. You know why? It teaches you of what not to be a part of, what to look for, to see. And how they play on your weakness. And my thing was I was trying to save everybody and thinking everybody has a right at the table. But those that really aren't that right, they don't even get looked at. So nah. But once again, everybody can't go. And when people only have that $100 mentality, that's all they're going to do is tip off for of that $100. And people that have that fake, I, you know, I front like I'm somebody on this, and in reality, they don't have it. Nah. See, I'd rather be upfront and honest. Hey, girl, can you help us out? Hey, can you? I ain't got no pride for what? I love what I do. I'm grateful for what I do. But I love the realness of me too. This is not reading cards and doing all this. It doesn't make you rich. No. No. But if you don't have the passion and the love of it, you're not going to stay consistent with it. The greatest lesson and the greatest conversation I had was with a woman called, named Dorothy Morrison. We was in this uh, club that we went to. And she gave me some. Beautiful advice. Till this day, I'm forever grateful for everything she's done. Real talk. I am. I am forever grateful for her. Because she gave me something that she didn't have to. And I was still, you know, new, but yet not. And then when she told me, you can retire from this, I said, what? So after this year, I got two more years. And her sister gone. I'm gonna still keep my page, but no promoting readings and stuff. No, and I love to see people in the in the space of I'm okay. I'm not wealthy. I'm not rich, but I'm okay. If I want to do readings, I can. If not, I'm okay. My bills are paid. I'm good. So I love that to see people in that in that place. Where they don't have to sit there in front and be in a hotel room or Airbnb where you're renting it. Because I know a few people that rent Airbnbs. They couldn't have a fucking video done in their house. What? And you'll think they have everything. I know a dude that will stand. If you're in the South, they have houses that you can go and visit where they do open houses. He will be in that house. You will think it's his and it's not. He'll stand in front of cars. People are like, oh my God, he got all these cars. He ain't got none one, child. The car you driving is this girls. Oh, uh, you'll see these people and be like, oh my God, your house is beautiful. And then when you meet them in real life, you'll be like, wait, so who house was you at? Oh girl, I rented an Airbnb. I can't you see my walls and stuff. The people are trying, they need to come in here and fix this. What? So, what are you doing with all this money? Girl, I got inches. I got bundles. So, what? So you spend money on makeup, hair, nails, outfit instead of buying, fixing your house, getting some paint, doing these little life hacks of how to fix your apartment and stuff. You're not doing none of that. No, girl. Uh-uh. Fuck that. I do this Airbnbs and Bs. That's how we do it. Wow. Nah, I like my little apartment. It ain't to charge my heart, but I like it said, so I'll be painting if I decide. I said, but no, nah, I, I ain't doing all that extra. That's too much. It's just a waste of money. But they, ha- they live by this code of, this is why everybody can't go with you. you got to be on the same wave. Some people live by the code, fake it until you make it. No, I'm not faking shit. Or, you know, if you look like money, then people invest in you. But if they knew the real you, they ain't giving you a dime. You out here fronting and eating lobs, and your kids in the house eating franks and beans. Like, are you serious? But hey. Catch the, the show May 21st to the 22nd in Detroit. Hoodoo, Detroit Hoodoo Fest. Got some great people on the lineup. Also... Podcast, TikTok, YouTube, fan base, Twitter, Instagram. Grab me anywhere. Patreon. Sign up. You wanna be a part of something? Sign up. Great community. I started. I appreciate it. Gather around the table. Is on TikTok classes and session. You 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 wanna be a part of it. Definitely. And you get a free reading every month. So great for that. Okay? But as always, I want to leave you with this. It's your vision. It's your brand. It's your name. It's your gift. God gave it to you. Choose wisely who you have around you. Real talk. You don't want the doors to be closed because of who you with. I love y'all. Thank you for being a part. Thank you for being a, a listener. I'm grateful for this podcast. And I'll be doing another one tomorrow. Since I missed Monday and um, Wednesday. And I'll be doing a special one for Mother's Day tomorrow. So tune in.